We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't have an intro tonight. I'm not going to lie. Like we're just going right into this night. Like I always do the what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm, I'm not doing that tonight. I'm, I'm thoroughly upset. I really am thoroughly upset tonight. Like, and I'm not an emotional person when it comes down to it. And I, I'm like me and Nate, like Nate always jokes about it. Like you never have anything that you want to say coming into this. But then we were just joking about this, but I literally do not have a plan for the podcast today, guys. Um, and, and, it's suiting. It's really a suiting because there doesn't seem to be a plan with, with baseball at all. And I, I just don't know, <sighs> dude, like everything that's come out is just absolute bullshit. And, and, and you look at it, you look at it like this and we're just, we're just jumping right into this, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, a little different than what we usually do, but um, it's just like, we knew this was going to happen. Like this is, this is exactly what the owners wanted. This is exactly what the owners wanted. They probably didn't want to cancel games, but this is exactly what the owners wanted. You know, we came into, we came into yesterday and the owners had the players exactly where they wanted them, uh, exactly where they wanted them in the situation. The owners were going to go up, hopefully try to, you know, move their, move their best offer up a little bit. And that's what they did. And they were hoping that the players would crack and that the owners would all of a sudden become, you know, the heroes. And, and, the, and I, I think the players might have, in a sense, might have spoiled it just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. I, I don't think there's a lot that, that the players spoiled because I think the, the owners, again, the owners have been preparing for, for something like this. And this is all on the owners, 100%. Like the, the, the players are, are doing what they should be doing when you look at how – you know, society acts today and we're not getting political in this, in this sense at all, but the players are doing the right thing. And, and I like it. I really do. So Nate, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing, uh, yeah, it's going well. Um, I'm not mad. I, I, I'm disappointed. Yes, exactly. Yep. Just the parent, the parent answer right now. 
Um, I, I do think though that this is very this this is exactly what the owners wanted. I, I think a lot of the um, I think a lot of the things coming out yesterday and the day before and the day before that, all of that stuff was complete garbage. Like, oh, we're close on a deal. I honestly think that they were never close on a deal. I, I think that the owners were like, hey, if we make this look like it's the player's fault, yes. everyone's going to be pissed off. That's exactly – well, this is exactly – so this is exactly why they came in with the last offer yesterday or, or – I mean, I guess we're recording this tonight. So today, yeah. this, this morning, this is why they came in with the, with the last offer because they were saying – they were thinking, they were hoping that, you know, hey, you know, we're going to throw this last offer out there. If you guys decline it, it's on you guys. You know, this is now yeah. on you guys. This isn't on us. This isn't on the owners. Like, we haven't done anything. You know? Yeah, and, and even the everything changed. It, it was unbelievable. I mean, last night we were talking, um, and it was like, oh, hey, 12-team playoff is 100%er. It's like, okay, cool. And then this morning it's like, ooh, actually it's a 14-team playoff, and, you know, we're actually going back on everything we talked about last night. And it was like, so are you just using – it literally felt like the owners were like, okay, our strategy going into this is to make the players look as bad as possible. The more that they get trashed in the media, the better it is for us, the more pressure it's going to be on them to take a stupid deal. And so that's kind of what they're doing. And as sad as that is, the the other thing that's frustrating is they, they've been playing for this for a long time, but they didn't have like plans for the canceled games. It's like, oh, we're going to cancel six, the first two series. First of all, not everyone plays the same amount of games in the first two series. There, there could be a three-game set and a four-game set. There could be a two-game set and a four-game set. There could be a two and a three. Like, there's so many different things. So now are we going to say, uh, hey, guys, some of you are going to play 157 and some are going to play 156. Like, they literally had no idea what they were doing with this. Manfred's just coming out with BS to try and make the players look even worse. And honestly, he's really uh, – if he really thought about this, he would say, like, look, we gave them a chance. Now their punishment is going to be they're going to play double headers. Like, we're we're going to stack these games on top of each other. They're going to lose off days, and they're going to play more double headers. And, and, like, I think that would have been at least an appropriate response to, like, hey, yeah, I know we said we were going to cancel games, and we're not going to cancel games. The goal is still 162. Uh, it's always been 162. But the problem is that the players, they didn't want to negotiate. That's how I would have put it if I was the owners. I would say the players didn't want to negotiate, which is 100% false. Um, and then come out and say... We so, are one month away from opening day, correct? Uh, Why are 20, we canceling games? 27 days. What, what, what is the need to cancel games? Like I get that like a full spring training needs to happen, but why are we canceling games a month away from opening day? I think you're looking at about 26 days. I think opening day was the 27th, I believe. So what is that? Three, that gives you almost four weeks to, to figure this thing out. I think three and a half weeks. So you could have a three week spring training. You could go the 17th, the 24th, or excuse me, the 7th, the 14th, the 21st and finish off around the 25th and open up on the 27th. And nobody would be, I mean, that would still give you, two, four, five days until then. So I, I don't understand. They, these guys did not think it very, it's very, honestly, I think it was just another ploy for the owners to be like, hey, look, we'll give you an opportunity. We're going to make you look bad in the media. Oh, and we're also going to take game checks for, from you because you refuse to take our trash offer. 
And, and that's all this is. It's, it's a ploy to take game checks and, and a ploy to make the players look as bad as possible. And it's, it's an absolute joke. Rob Manfred must go. He is an absolute joke, the biggest joke on the face of the earth right now. And I am sick and tired of watching this clown get on TV and, and, and get up here and try and talk about baseball like he knows the sport and like he's a big part of the sport. And I know I'm getting political, so you're going to stop me right here. Well, but no, 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 no. It's terrible. I'm just saying. So here, here's where I am with Rob Manfred. Um, he's, and you said, it, you said it well, he's not a very good representation of the sport. You know, you look at, you look at the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. He's a good representation of the sport. Um, 100%. And Adam, I, I, Adam he Silver, does a really good job. Adam Silver, I believe, is the uh, the commissioner of the NBA. Wow. Um, you know, he, he is a good, you know, representation of the sport. Um, I, I doubt that he played basketball, um, but he's a good representation of the sport. You know? But the difference between those two guys and Manfred is they understand that you can't try and play both sides. Like – when, when you look at Silver, Silver he 100% is always on the player side. They, they literally can do whatever they want, whenever they want. They have all the power. They hold all the cards. Okay. Goodell, he is very much on the owner side. And he understands that, like, there's a little, given, a little give and a little take when it comes to negotiating and things like that. But when it comes to punishments, when it comes to um, things of that nature, like uh, – punishments, draft picks, uh, COVID stance, all this, he is 100% on the owner side every single time. Like, he was super hard on on everyone. Every single time there was a, an opportunity. I think the first, first Patriots issue he was kind of lenient on. But then after that, he was pretty, pretty harsh on all of his punishments. And you look at Manfred, and it's like, I don't know what he's been harsh on. He hasn't been harsh on any punishment. He hasn't done anything well. He keeps changing rules. Goodell, at least when Goodell changes rules, it's really tough to change rules in, in, in the NBA. But in the NFL, when Goodell changes rules, he goes, hey, we're going to do an entire year experiment in the NFL. If this works, we'll continue with it. If it doesn't, we're, we're going to vote on it. And it's not, it's not a voting thing in the MLB. It is Rob Manfred's way or it's the highway. And that is why he pushed so hard to – be able to change rules whenever he wants. And it's just, it's a joke. It, it literally is a joke that this human is in charge of the game that we all love when he does not love this game. He wants, he wants to be a dictator. Like it, it's like, he wants to be president of the United States and you know, this is the closest he could get to it. Yeah. It, it's tough. It's tough. And then guys, we, I, I do apologize that we are complaining a lot. Um, I hope you're kind of enjoying this in a sense. And, and, I mean, this is exactly what's been going on all day on Twitter. It's just a bunch of a bunch of people complaining, and it's cool. It's really cool that we have social media right now, especially to to kind of understand the players' side of things. Yeah. Um, the the players are coming out, which is which is fantastic. I love seeing this from the players, um, and and giving their two cents because you knew, like, you know, the players aren't out there, aren't there out there lying. You know, you know, Alex Wood isn't out there tweeting. You know complete bs about stuff you know you know you know michael lorenzen isn't out there bs and stuff like they have no reason to bs anything at at this at this moment the only person has any reason to bs is is rob manford guy with the job on the line guy with the job on the line right now um and and his job is definitely on the line i think i think manford's days are numbered i really really do it wouldn't surprise me if we started this season off without a commissioner 
um, at the end of the day. I, I truly do believe Don't get that. my hopes up. I, I, I know, I know, I know. And I, Don't and get I know my this. hopes up. You're getting all our listeners' hopes up, too, because I guarantee you there's, there's not one guy that listens to the show who's like, I love Rob Manfred and what he has done for this game. So don't get their hopes up. For me, Rob Manfred is just a bad puppet. Like, this is the owners. Like, don't get this wrong. Like, as much as Nate and I are, are complaining about Manfred, um, very few things that we are talking about, minus some rule changes, is Rob Manfred. And I, and I believe delegating out um, penalties. So the Astros, I would assume, are That Rob was Rob Manfred. Manfred. Um, and, and any other – I think Joe Torre gets suspensions and such like that. Or he did. I don't know if he does. Anymore. He gets suspensions, but I think Manfred has final say. So, like, Torre can say, oh – you know, we're suspending in one game and Manfred can be like, no, no suspension needed. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, um, I don't think, I just think Rob Manfred is a bad puppet. I think that the owners made a bad decision here. Um, we're not in this situation that we are in now. If Rod Man- Rob Manfred isn't this guy. Um, on the owner's side of things, going back to them knowing exactly what they were doing, mm-hmm. they sent the worst owner in baseball. And, and you guys are saying Artie Moreno wasn't there, and I, I get that. Artie Moreno's not a, not a great owner, great businessman, not a great owner. Um, That's the not problem. Not a great baseball man, not a great baseball Ar- Artie's a good businessman, which yes. would be really good for this situation. Yes, oh, 100%. And I would love – actually, honestly, I, I think that it would be a good thing if – If Artie was if involved. Artie was there. Because yeah, he's just, a fantastic businessman. Um, however, the owners are looking at this in a business standpoint, and I think we have to remember that. Um and I, I do, I, I'm like I said, I'm not going to ever, I'm not taking the side of the owners, guys. If you're listening to this, I'm not taking the side of the owners. Um, but we do have to remember that the owners are running this like a business and do not, and do not know anything about baseball. There's not one owner that has played a lick of baseball and I could totally be wrong. I'm not. You are. Not well, it, I was going to say Derek Jeter played baseball, but he is no longer a member of the ownership of the Miami there are, Marlins. There are not any owners that have no. that have played baseball recently beyond um, the college level and probably even into the college level. Their kid, I, I, I would find it hard to believe that very many of these owners played baseball at the college level. Um, but at least some of them are like true fans. Like Steve Cohen's a true fan. That guy's been a fan of the Mets since he was a little kid. So like he understands baseball. He understands like the fan perspective of it. Um, obviously he's a tremendous businessman as well, but he understands baseball. Yes. Like there's a difference between Steve Cohen and, and some other owners. Um, I, mean, I think Steinbrenner understands baseball. I think he, he's I think he does as well. Long enough. He, he understands baseball. He does. And, you look, and, and you look at it from another, you look at it from the other side where you have Artie Moreno and I'm just using him because he's the one of the only owners that I, that I really know um, that I really have, that we really pay attention to either. You know, like you go to, could you tell me who the Diamondbacks owner is? I'm looking. Could you, could you tell me who the Pirates owner was? You know, like there, you, you could, we couldn't tell you who some of these owners were. We, we really can't. And this is, this is the issue with this. They do not care about baseball at the end of the day. Um, but you do have to look at it from a business side of things. And I know I'm going back and forth here. I really, really, really do know I'm going back and forth. Um, but it's just, it's so tough. It really, really is like, it's at, like, it's killing me. Um, and I, like I said, I didn't have anything going with this podcast here tonight. I, I honestly wanted to come on here and I wanted us to give a, give our raw, um, opinions on this subject. And you know, this is what, this is what we're getting right now. So Nate, are you done looking up those owners? Well, I, I got all of them on here and actually it's kind of interesting too, because 
if you remember, the Red Sox owner owns a soccer team as well. Mm-hmm. Correct. So some of these guys just own teams to own teams. The Red Sox. Because, owner, the Red Sox owner is actually the guy who played um, who played the the announcer in the Sandlot. Oh, John Henry. I was kidding. I was going to say. You, you, I, oh, you, yeah, you, yeah. you saw that though, right? Like kind of. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so you look at these owners and, and kind of what they do and, and how they've been able to be successful. It's not in baseball, but the, the comment that I just can't forget is Rob Manfred saying these owners didn't buy a team to make money. It's like, are you, that just shows how little he knows about the game of baseball because everyone knows that owning a sports team is one of the safest investments you can have. It is because you're going to make, you are going to, you are going to break even at worst. And it's all an investment. You're putting all this money into buying a team. You're going to break even at worst and your team's not going to lose value. Like all you do is, is uh, make some adjustments around the field or some adjustments with uh, a TV deal or a player or things like that. And all of a sudden maybe your, your team doesn't go up that much, but it goes up a little bit. And, I mean, what's the difference between buying a house and, and owning a sports team? The only difference I see is, you know, buying a house could actually tank. You could actually lose money in that, right? Don't scare me like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know what I'm saying? Like people buy sports teams, very, very rich people buy sports teams because it's like, hey, it's a really easy investment. I don't have to store my money in a bank. I don't have to figure out where I'm going to put my money. It's like, I, I own this team. And I'm going to make money off this because I, I'm a smart businessman. Like people who own teams are not dumb businessmen or women. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And like I said, like I said, there, there are two very different points to look at here. And, and that's the business side of things. And we will constantly state that we, we, we always say that Artie Moreno is a fantastic businessman. I understand. We, we get it. We get it. Artie is a fantastic businessman. He's just not a good baseball man, you know? The same can probably be said about Rob Manfred. Like Rob Manfred is probably a fantastic lawyer, probably a damn, damn good lawyer. Um, in fact, he was around during the 94 strike. So he, he, under, he gets it. He, he understands it. He's been here before, which scares the living shit out of me, by the way. That he it's, a re- it's a real shame that, that Artie Marino isn't more a part of this, honestly. Like as much as we kind of talk about Artie and not being mm-hmm. the smartest baseball guy, like he would make sure that everyone in the room understood like, hey, this makes sense for everyone. We still make money with this number. The players are still happy with this number. Like he would be like, okay, we want the 14. They want the 12 team playoff. You know what? Give them the 12. We'll take this and we're still going to make our money. Like it's, it doesn't seem like it's that hard of an issue, but uh, 30 smart business owners, but not 30 smart baseball owners if that makes sense to you so uh, you I, said 29 because you're not a huge fan of the rockies owner okay 29 he's the that that and that that's so going back to that again like, like i said we didn't really have a have any plan coming into today we wanted to give our raw feelings and raw emotions on this podcast about what what has happened in the past couple couple days and and yes the the owners knew exactly what they were doing they sent the worst owner the owner with the biggest amount of problems um including the rockies artists, owner the rockies owner um dick his name dick more more something like that something like that yes 
that's that is the that is literally that's the owner's name i'm not making that up so if you think i'm kind of making fun of him i'm not um the rockies owner the worst owner in in baseball charlie monfort charlie monfort the um, other guy was the like the mediator or something like that Mm -hmm. for major league baseball um yeah so that's the owners knew exactly what they were doing at the end of the day they they tried to come out heroes and um they didn't <laughs> and that's a damn good thing i'm glad that the players stood up for this you know um and i'm glad you know another good thing that i'm super happy to see is is the bigger players kind of standing up for the little guys right now you know because max scherzer is in on these discussions trying to make baseball better yeah and he's making 45 million dollars next year you know and he's out there trying to fight for ten thousand dollars for the for a first year guy or a hundred thousand dollars for the first year guy you know like that that's what he's fighting for which is fan- i love to see that but on the flip side, from a lot of fans, you're going to hear, well, Max Scherzer can afford to sit out some games. He can afford this because he does make so much money. He's not and getting paid this year. He's not getting I know. paid like anybody else. No, but, I mean, he's been in the league for, what, 15, uh, 13 years or something like that? And, yeah. Um, but he's trying to make the game better. That's my Oh, ha- absolutely. But I'm just, year, I'm just – Like, what, 100-something thousand – 100-something million dollar – contract and you saw they're trying to make the game better and we can't agree on everything dollars, i know and these billion dollar these billion dollar owners are trying to you know nickel and dime all these players to death and that's another thing that gets me like when people say that they um ha- don't feel for the players because they're making so much money you know they really but, aren't making that much money. i mean yes they are they, they're at the top of the they're the but top even the- but nobody wants to say like oh let's feel bad for or we don't feel bad for the owners they make they're over a billion dollars. Some of those guys make three and a half billion dollars. Like Cohen is a ten and a half million billion dollar person. Exactly. Do you, do you think it really matters to him? No. No. So it, it's kind of like a oh you know everyone has a chance to be a pro athlete. Everyone has a chance to be a pro baseball player, and they are rich. And I didn't get that dream, so I'm going to be upset about it. But not everyone gets the chance to be an owner. That's, I think that's what people think about it, honestly. And it's Manfred needs to go. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm over it. I get it. I get it. You do not like Manfred. Last thing on the Manfred train, I got some reactions here that I, that I asked for via our, our Twitter. If you're not following us there, go ahead and follow I saw. Videos. Yeah. Last thing I want to say here is um, why was Rob Manfred laughing at the press conference? There had to have been something said. But there is no reason for you to be laughing at any type of press conference. Like, and I know I just kind of giggled a little bit, but there is absolutely no reason to be laughing at a press conference like that. There is not one good thing that has come out of today. I'm letting you know, like, no, no, good things happen for him. This is exactly what the owners wanted. Yeah, no, this is exactly what the owners have wanted. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So he's happy that he executed the game plan. Definitely, you know, he's just a bad puppet. There's no reason for you to be laughing yes. on national television like that. And it is just, it honestly, is just a damn shame. So let's get on to some reactions before we let everybody go. I, I, like I said, I wanted to jump on here and give raw emotions. We had a fantastic interview lined up um, for today. And Annie, we still actually do have the interview. Um, it'll, it'll drop Friday unless we get some big news on, on one of those days. But, yeah, big interview on this next one. Absolutely had a blast talking to the guy. Um, so just a couple reactions from our Twitter page, uh, Juan Carlos, we, you know, we asked how everybody's feeling and, and such like that. It says upset. I'm a season ticket holder. Speaking of that, I gotta get to, gotta get me to a game one. We'll get, we'll get to a game. 
of course Drew, season ticket holder yeah that's that's pretty sweet um side note by the way um faithful to the core uh, today i get a sense that being a season ticket holder will not be in my future which mm-hmm. sucks absolutely sucks um joey well let's go with joey um because i can't say his last name joey hayne i think is how you say it it's dwight Schrute yelling i hate everyone mm-hmm. pretty good one too yep. um and here's and i have no problem with with this one as as well because this is a conversation i didn't have a conversation with this guy but he did mention it and i wanted to say something um about you know not being on the player's side not being on the owner's side you know like just kind of mad at everybody and this this was kind of who it was not throwing you under the bus but you know i hope you kind of kind of listen and understand that you know this this is all on the owners this is not on the players it really isn't like if the players wanted to play that's they would have they would have just agreed today but um, they want to make the game better in the long run. You know, the owners don't want to do that. So that's why everybody is feeling for the players and doesn't want to, and doesn't feel bad for the owners because they don't really care about the game or most of them don't care. So um, this comes from flow playing it says I'm pissed. Worst thing at the worst time in any sports labor history. Um, we're not quite there yet. Oh, I mean, just reaction to that. I think we need to miss a lot more games for that to happen. 94 was the worst. I mean, to miss to miss a World Series, to have no World Series champion is the worst thing of all time. Hockey missed the entire season, I think, in 2000. That's true. Um, That's no, true. 2004, 2003, they missed an entire season. So, I don't know if it was that year, but still, like, that's that's tough. Like, I hope that we don't get to the entire season. But uh, he goes on to say, this will lose a large portion of fans that um, that the game had left possibly forever you know and I, I don't know if i necessarily agree with that i think that once baseball's back everybody's going to kind of forgive it um but right now it's just not a good place it really isn't it's it's tough so there um, needs to be a change though like if, if, the players are fighting if, for them. This, is, this is exactly it if nothing gets changed i think there could be fans lost so either there needs to be a change at the top you know like i've been saying or there needs to be a change with money or something that people can get excited about for their team to have a real opportunity to win a World Series. Those are the only two things that will make people come back. But if we're basically playing the same rules and the same money and the same everything as last year, then you could easily lose some fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, last one comes from Chad. I can't say his last name, but it comes from Chad. I'm going to let you know. Like, it's a tough last name. It really is. Um, I won't go to any games this year. I won't watch any either. Um, I don't believe you. Like I said, I think that once baseball's back, people will start watching. Um, but, you know, it's just a tough place right now. It really is. Like I said, I just we just want to jump on and talk our raw emotions here and, and kind of get it filled out. So, Nate, you had any final thoughts here? I said, fantastic interview. We're going to keep going with those interviews, especially with this lockout. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep pushing interviews. I really am. I'm excited for them. Man from Moscow. Fantastic. So, guys, thanks so much for listening here at Talking Halos again. I uh, really appreciate you sitting and listening to us, you know, kind of complain a little bit, but we know where you're at. We, we feel you. We really do. We're at the same, we're at the same place as you guys. Um, a lot of people are out of jobs right now uh, moving forward when it comes to the baseball side of things, and it sucks. It really does. I mean, last, what do we got? Since the start of 2020 in baseball has just not been very good. Mm-hmm. It's been tough. And we saw it coming, but – you know, we didn't want to believe it. So, guys, thanks so much for listening here. Talking Halos, making us the best pay- Angels podcast out there. I do believe it. Um, stick around. A lot of interviews coming up. If you could, follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Um, follow us on all our social medias, too, by the way, guys. Subscribe. 
um, smash that subscribe button if you're still watching us on on YouTube. And guys, thank you so much for listening and watching and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.